listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that aren't new. I'm your host for the week, Trisha Brown, and this is episode number 398.5. That means that Liberty is almost up to 400 episodes of All the Books, so huge hats off to her. If you see her, tell her congratulations. Uh, we are a few weeks into the new year. I don't know about you, I am still not yet remembering to write 2023 on my date lines yet, but I'll get there. Uh, I also have a January birthday, so last week I was celebrating on my first vacation since before COVID, and it was 85 degrees, and there was a pool and a beach, and now that I am back in the Pacific Northwest, I feel like I am fully in the dreary part of the winter. Maybe you do too. Late uh, last year, probably in like December, I heard the wonderful writer Saeed Jones talk on the very, very, very excellent podcast Vibe Check about how people should take full advantage of the cheery celebratory holiday part of winter, because once it's over, we still have a lot of cold, boring, lonely winter left to get through. Uh, he said it much smarter than that. You should really be listening to Vibe Check. But the one good thing about this part of winter is that it is great for curling up on the couch and reading. We're also knocking on Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Palentine's Day, basically whatever February holiday you want to use to celebrate the people you love. So quick plug, if you are looking for a perfect gift for one of those folks, you can gift tailored book recommendations. Your loved one will tell our professional book nerds about what they love, what they don't, and what their reading goals are, and basically just what they need more of in their bookish life. Then your loved one gets to sit back while our bibliologists go to work selecting books just for them. TBR has plans for every budget, so you can surprise your pal or bookish boo with tailored book recommendations this Valentine's or Galentine's, again, whatever day you celebrate. And you can do it by visiting mytbr.co slash gift. That's mytbr.co slash gift. But... Whether or not you are shopping for somebody else this month, let's spend a little time today talking about books for you. Specifically, a couple of books about criminals that you'll root for and that are perfect for a chilly Sunday on the couch. After a quick break, I will tell you more. All right, as promised, our theme this week is not only books that you can read on a day when you're camping out indoors, but also books that feature criminal protagonists. Both are also just under about 300 pages. They move really quickly, so you could actually knock them out in, the af in one afternoon. I actually did that in at least one case. Uh, one is a contemporary comedy, and the other is, for now, I will just say darker. But let's start on the lighter side of things. Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q. Sutanto is the story of Medi and her mother and three aunts. The five women are incredibly close. They run a wedding business together. Medi is a photographer. Her mother does flowers. Her aunts do cake, makeup, and music. And in fact, Medi is so close to her mom and aunts that she essentially broke up with her college boyfriend, who was the love of her life, because she was terrified of abandoning her family, as many others had done before. There seems to be a curse. You'll read all about it. She's also so close to them that when she accidentally kills the man that her mother had set her up on a date with, she immediately goes home to said mother, who then immediately calls her sisters, those aunties that I mentioned before. Aside from some early flashback scenes, the whole story takes place within about 24 hours, because the family has a big deal wedding the day right after the night of the accidental killing slash date. Side note, if it makes you feel any better, the guy that gets killed was not a good dude. And Medi accidentally kills him in self-defense. So it's actually fine. Uh, so the majority of this book is Medi and her family trying to juggle that high stakes wedding, the aftermath of her accidentally killing a dude who was planning to assault her, 
And, in a surprise turn of events, Mehdi's unexpected reunion with that love of her life that I mentioned just a minute ago. So, despite being about murder, or at the very least manslaughter, this book is sort of zany and madcap in a way that I feel like I... I don't usually use those words to describe books. I think you're more likely to see that kind of feature on screen because it can be hard to write. It can be hard to pull that off in a book, but I felt like Sutanto really does. There are also a couple of twists, and I was really impressed by the way the ending came together with a variety of storylines dovetailing into what I found to be a very satisfying conclusion for everybody. Despite the fact that it does happen in such a short period of time and the fact that the book is relatively short... Uh, Sutantu does a really nice job of establishing the different personalities of the four sisters, Medi's mom and aunts, and they very much make up the heart of the story. There's an author's note at the beginning of the book explaining how the book is inspired by the author's life and experience, hopefully not the murder part, at least as far as we know. Uh, But she talks about growing up in an Indonesian and Chinese family, and she talks about her family and the ways that they talk and the ways that they communicate, and how that inspired the way that she wrote her characters. I read this book and immediately looked for the sequel because I loved the characters so much. I found Dial A for Aunties to be very fun and delightful, but if you prefer your criminals a little twistier, allow me to recommend Jane Doe by Victoria Helenstone. I will mention a front that this book and uh, my description of it briefly as well mentioned suicide. So if that is not for you, maybe just skip the rest of this episode and pick up Dial A for Aunties. The titular Jane is an anti-hero and a self-described sociopath, and the book is the story of how she assumes a fake identity and persona, and spends a couple of months endearing herself to and eventually becoming involved, I wouldn't call it romantically involved, although maybe in a twisted way it is, uh, with a man named Stephen. Jane is only doing it because she blames Stephen's emotional abuse for her best friend's death by suicide, and Jane has decided to exact revenge by destroying Stephen's life. So you can see why it's maybe not, like, necessarily a romantic involvement. Uh, Trust me when I tell you that Steven is not a sympathetic character in any way, shape, or form. In fact, he's pretty much the worst. So reading along as Jane executes her plan is deeply satisfying. The book is told in first-person point of view, Jane's point of view. And you might think, based on what I've said so far, that she would be an unreliable narrator, but in fact, she's almost the opposite. She's incredibly self-aware. I mentioned her self-diagnosis as a sociopath. She also refers to herself as uh, a monster when she's talking about the ability to identify fellow monsters and how it keeps her safe. She knows she's emotionally detached and uninterested in, and perhaps even unable to form relationships with anyone other than Meg, her late best friend. Because of all that, it is incredibly entertaining to see the difference between what Jane does and what Jane is thinking. Her reasons and observations behind the choices that she's making while in, you know, character are, I thought, very sharply observed and often darkly funny. Uh, At one point while in character, she asks Stephen if he wants kids. uh, And this is a quote. He replies, someday. He winks as if he's handed me a little treat. I'll tuck it in my pocket and put it in my big book of dreams when I get home, unquote. She does not have a lot of respect for Stephen, and frankly, that is true of many of the men that she encounters. Uh, The book is suspenseful. It moves really, really quickly. The chapters are short. And if the idea of a person exacting revenge on a terrible human, and as a fun bonus, eventually his terrible father, is of any interest to you, I think that you will enjoy Jane Doe a lot. As always, we cannot go on forever, so we're going to leave it there for this week. Links to both of the books that I talked about are in the show notes, as always. 
A huge thanks again to our sponsor and a huge thanks as always as well to our wonderful audio editor, Jen Zink. And thank you, of course, for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or you can just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. Again, you can find the books that I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We very much appreciate the review and it does help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, I am generally on Instagram these days at Trisha Haley Brown. And until we talk again, please take good care. Don't accidentally murder anyone and happy reading. Thank you.